to another episode of Defender Problems here with John and Mike. Welcome back, guys. John, how are you, buddy? Good to see you I'm again. good. Yeah, yeah, good Good to be back. And, and I'm happy to say... Seen you a lot. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of things, and, and I'm happy Whoa. to say that. Yeah, we've been gone, sure. We've been a lot of things. But only because we haven't had time to do the podcast because we've been getting all this information overload for the podcast. We were at some pretty cool events. Some big stuff happened this past week in U.S. soccer, and we were there. We were a lot of things going on, like John said, and we've been waiting for the right time. And today, today is actually probably the best day we've had. There's a lot of things that we're going to get into today. But first, to start off everything, John, we, you and I attended the LAFC presser for we the introduction did. of probably the greatest American coach of all history. Well, I mean, I don't know. Well, maybe not in terms of the record quite yet, but I think, in my honest opinion, that's like the best man that we've had. I, think I hope he's, he's my best man at my wedding. I hope so. Love you, Bob, babe. Bob the Builder at uh, Mike's wedding. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. No, man, look, honestly, I, you, you're onto something. And I know that when you say that, it's easy to fact check fact. it and think no, it's that it's fact. Bruce Arena. But right. um, off of, in, off in of terms record. of world soccer, man, mm-hmm. look at where this guy's been. He's He's been the only one that truly has that soccer culture in him of being a nomad. You know, in soccer, at some point, you want to try something else. The reality is that Bruce Arena has never had anything that's, you know, something outside of MLS or the U.S. national team. And then you can throw the same thing with like someone like Siggy Smith, um, but Siggy, Siggy, yeah, who's now the Galaxy coach, and we'll get into that later. Uh, Bob's been all over the world. Uh, he had that nightmare of a stint, not his fault, truly at not his Swansea. Fault. And now up, he, and now he's back, and we were. Would the able, part of you want them to go down? I wanted them to go down. Yeah, I wanted them to go down for sure. But then I think about it, and Landon Donovan's like a part owner, so we still want like an American connection because at some point, Mikey, and it can even be us. Wouldn't you want to be like a... I'll take Swansea. Well, Welsh people, don't be afraid. An American can take over and we can actually do this stupid thing. Right. You got to give me a transfer window and you got to give me a budget, though. That's true. Big they didn't give enough time. But correct, John. Bob Bradley getting introduced this past week as a new LAFC head coach. We were there. Let's run through the, let's run through the event, John. How'd it go for us? Man. First of all, parking was a little tricky. The parking part was kind of sucked, but if you really, if you want to be technical, well, actually, it was our fault. But but we actually ended up perfect. Yeah, yeah, it ended up perfect. So and, and we'll get into why it was perfect in a bit. Because so I'm perfect. So they had this they had this um, event at the Natural History Museum. Museum, something like that, which is right next to USC, which is by Exposition Park, and next which to the is next Coliseum, to the Coliseum, which, which is, is where the stadium will be. Which so is where the Olympics are going to yeah, be. Exactly. In yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Saw that. Uh, so Nobody epicenter uh, of a lot of uh, big things in Los Angeles. So that's where they had the presser for Bob Bradley. Earthquake. He was officially introduced. introduced. He came out to the Ooh. crowd. The thirty-two fifty-two. And they were out there. And, I mean, not too many numbers. There wasn't thirty-two yeah. fifty-two there. Yeah. Well, but it, it was because it was pretty close. It was close to the public. It, it, it wasn't a, a humongous thing, but obviously enough to make a noise. Uh, I know you guys are. If you guys listen to it, still about sixteen episodes in, something like that. It's because you like us, so you're fans. So you kind of care about what we do, you know, day to day. I mean, uh, yeah. I for hope. old Uncle Mike, it was one of it was one of your first 
I never been to you a know, big a time press, event. Press event. John's and, uh, been to numerous ones. So so Mike did two things that are typical of Mike. I'll, I'll let you into my world. <laughs> he lost his media credential when he walked into the door. <laughs> it, fell, it fell. Yeah, you lost your media. I got, I got you, it you know, you found it back, but you lost it. it. And then Mike saw they had a pretty good spread. <laughs> Mike went for the bagel. He went for the cream cheese. He had a blast, and it was just fantastic. It was it was it was fun. <laughs> It was fun before the fun even started. I had to ask John because I'd never been to one. I was like, hey, dude, can, like, are those bagels for us? And he's like, yeah, dude, get whatever you want. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. They, had a cool they had a good spread, and things were like decked out in like, their colors. Everything was like, I did lose my credential. I freaked out. Yeah. It's because I saw John's credentials was all nice. His lanyard was a different color than mine. I just think I, got a little lucky. I think I got a little lucky on that I one. Mine looked like it was made by a second grader doing show and tell. <laughs> it was just like a string yeah. tied, and it just said Michael Solano. And I was like, dude, this can't be legit. Yeah, it was the kind of string where someone needed to put a finger so you can tie the bow I don't know if you understood the reference uh, <laughs> so Wait, I did lose a, it. a fun event it. something cool happened and it was Real it was cool. one of those things that I, I keep telling I, I, I've been involved in this a little bit longer oh, than God. Mike not not too much longer but go. when we walk in no 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 because I wanted to make because listen <laughs> the thing it was this is the thing it's easy to get hype dude I told I told John I was freaking out I was like, dude I'm a, I'm a geek so out so the like, reality is, is like if someone told you and again, this is, you know, we're now in the journalist world. So th this is how it goes. But like, kinda. as a human being, okay. just a lover of sport, if someone tells you, dude, you're going to be in the same room as fill in whatever name, someone that you really do admire. In this case, Bob Bradley, it could be a Landon. It could be a Clint. It can be People from other Bradley, It can be either. Ronaldo. It can be an athlete, a famous person, whatever. The reality is that when you're in there for the reasons that, you know, we do this podcast, you can't freak out. You can't geek out. The most you can say, if you're lucky enough is you know shake their hands and say i'm a huge fan i respect what you do which we were able to do with bob Riley afterwards but sure enough so i was telling you, mikey we just can't geek out mikey's scaring the crap out of me telling me no bro i'm gonna geek out i'm, I'm gonna geek out so immediately <laughs> i'm over here thinking of this is a humongous mistake and we're gonna lose our credentials but everything went fine and then sure enough we walk into the door uh, and then the first thing we see to the like to our left is bob bradley just like giving an, an interview, interview yeah. so it's like this whole it, it's just funny how there's just this, this humongous buildup. we're like oh my god we're gonna go see bob bradley we're gonna go talk to him and interview him which we did and the first thing that happens is we see him and we do nothing about it we just see him we're like oh there's bob and then we just keep walking because uh, you just can't lose your cool well funny thing but did I, you feel anything yeah so I'll, I'll tell you i felt like super like butterfly not in like a weird way right like you don't have a crush on him i don't have a crush and i was just like but you got a crush on him. <laughs> in a way, you kind of just want to be, at least for me, like, dude, like, I'll, I'll go get water for you. Like, just let me be around you and, like, learn as much <laughs> as I can. Yeah. Because he's been a star back. He's been in Egypt. He's been in France. World but Cup. He's been a World Cup. He was part of Bruce's staff. That's right. So, funny thing happened when, when we interviewed him. We'll get into that later. Maybe what we asked him. After when we shook hands with him, I kind of, like, swiped my hand on my, on, my on my pants, on my slacks, because they were sweaty and I was all clammy. And I shook his hand, and I don't know if you remember, his hand was like ice cold. Like this yeah, it is, was. Like this is so, and I'm over here freaking out. Like <laughs> oh god. Yeah, and this guy also has ice in his veins. Literally, this just doesn't yeah, care about dude, anything. He's in incredible shape, dude. He looks fantastic, man. And he's an older dude, man. He's yeah, an older I think guy, he's in his sixties. Look at the difference, though. But you see, just already there, and we and I, we. This is a subject that I didn't even think we were gonna touch. Just like his appearance. Look at Siggy. Oh god. We can say all the positives, blah blah blah. <laughs> but like just aesthetically. <laughs> Is that the most appealing? Jesus, man. What's wrong eyes. with that guy? You look at Bruce. I don't even know how we let him. I look at Pat Noonan and I believe it. Okay. I look, I look at, at Dave Serahan and I can kind of believe Jason it. Jason Christ. You look at Jason Christ, Jesse Marsh, and you're like, this guy. This guy. Kenny's dad. Uh, oh, sorry, so you see him. But then you see someone like Bobby uh, like Bob and then you just know. 
Yeah, you I just wanted know. to be like, I just want to yell out, sign Mikey, bring Mikey. <laughs> yeah, get your son. They actually uh, went on and obviously, you know, news got around and in the first press conference that, that he had after the Gold Cup, uh, they asked Michael Bradley if he had any plans of joining his dad. He said, not right now. He's like, as of right now, I don't. But he didn't, which is the right answer. But if we're going to have fun with it, he didn't say he never would. Let's talk about this real quick. Uh, people, I think people get upset because, you know, it's, it's, you're a player. You're a professional player. You shouldn't want to go play for somebody just because they're your dad. But at the same time, it's like, that's understand how hard that is. Yeah. In, in any sport, my father is a coach yeah. in, the, in, in a sport that I play professionally. And he's made it. So he's made it. He's done so well that he's made a new franchise. He's become their coach. And I can go in. And it's not like they're gonna do me any favors. I'm a good player. He's a good coach. It just makes sense. That's so hard. I know. I don't want to hear anything about yeah. if he does leave Toronto. I mean, it's years ahead. But if he leaves Toronto, it's like, dude, he's gonna go play with his dad. Yeah. Why won't you go play? I play with my dad on Fridays. Nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. Nobody even cares. Yeah. Why would they? But that's the funnest time that I have with my father is on the field. And dude, if you do that professionally every day. But imagine like they break out, like they lose, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, you know, the gaffer doesn't get the the tactics yeah. right." <laughs> well, something you have to remember is that Mikey Michael Bradley has been around the national team for at least a good solid ten years. He has. What's uh, ironic is that has, it took his dad to leave to Mikey to become the captain. Exactly. So you know, Mikey has been around during you know a situation where a hard decision has been made, and there were, and there were moments where where Michael Bradley would be left on the bench, not too much because obviously he's one of the stronger guys, but you know, you know Bob Bradley is. When he had the national Bob. team, when he, when he was at the helm, he made some. Yeah, made Bruce, some Bruce Arena called him in. I don't know if you know this. I'm pretty sure you do. Bruce Arena called him in in the last, um, not the last qualifier. I think actually the last qualifier. The last qualifier of the 2006 World Cup, he called in Mikey yeah, yep. with Bob Bradley as part of his staff. Didn't go to the 2006 World Cup, but he, he did feature the first debut, all that stuff. He had it. Michael Bradley. Yeah, I remember. I, I, I specifically remember. I, I just hair. think he was like a squad player. They yeah. were like, you know, we just need... Someone like you to help us prep for the World Cup, but he already had his twenty-three. Yeah, uh, but he had hair. He did have hair. Go he watch the hair. go watch the Fogo de Chao video. Oh, that's a great video. It's a good video. We'll, we'll, Benny, we'll, we'll put a, You know what? We'll put a. Oh man, I but love it's, Benny. It might, you know what? We're gonna have to dedicate uh, a little bit of a podcast. At, uh, you know, for a future date, we gotta talk Sasha. We gotta talk Benny. That's I think, Benny Sasha's, I think Sasha's question. coming to LA. I think. Born, oh, absolutely. Born, and Bornstein. If I, if, you know, if I had to like bank on something. It's those like, two guys coming it's in. It's those two dudes for sure. You know what's ironic is um, when we asked them the question about youth. Yeah. We're going to get it. If you mind, if we get into it right now. You guys want to hear it? So, so what, you want to play the clip and then I'll yeah. talk over it? We, we were able to interview uh, Sir Bob Bradley uh, after the presser. We had a, a few words with him. A little one-on-one. Uh, we asked him what he feels about the idea of having a successful club. You have to come in, you have to be a winner. That's understood, especially Absolutely. in a high pressure situation and city. But how do you still include the philosophy and development within youth so that right. way you're not stuck in a situation in the future like what the Galaxy is seeing now? And this is what Bob Bradley said. Well, American fans, Every day they're becoming smarter and smarter. They're recognizing how it works with big clubs in Europe when it comes to the academy system. Um, what will be your approach to have, yes, a successful club, a club that can win and the fans can be proud of, but at the same time know that there will be an emphasis on development and youth players to come up for, for future times with, with LAFC? Uh, you know, my track record speaks to uh, the importance of bringing young players into the first team and getting them on the field. And so. Even when we didn't have academies, if you look at the Chicago Fire and you look at 
Demarcus Beasley and Carlos Bocanegra and Josh Wolf and Dima Kovalenko. Uh, we understood that these are our talented players and now we want to move them forward as fast as we can. Uh, now that there's an academy, yes, philosophy, top to bottom, uh, it's all something that I will be part of. So there you go, obviously. Beautiful. You know, he has it in mind he, and I like the confidence in it. You know, he name dropped uh, what he the did Marcus, in Chicago, and, that, and that's 20 years ago, Mikey. Let's not forget though, Jaden Murray he didn't get that guy in. No, so nobody did though. Yeah, nobody <laughs> did. Uh, so look, obviously it's something that he's considered. Uh, the way he answered it, Super you know, confident. yeah, you can be someone that's on the fly, but obviously the guy's giving it some thought. I like to think that, you know, one thing that I don't think that the Bob Bradley that we're seeing these days, again, it's it, it's modern times. In 2007, when he took over the national team for the first time. Instagram wasn't a thing. Twitter wasn't really a thing. You weren't just looking at a, you know, one minute clip of your coach and, you know, you weren't, they weren't editing these little videos. It wasn't like that. But so what I'm trying to say is I don't think that this Bob Bradley that we're getting is some kind of marketing whiz that says all the right things. I think that what he's saying when he talks about he's coming into an organization that he believes in, uh, that that's exactly what he wants community wise, development wise youth. I think that he's being serious about it. And I think that he look, I don't. I have no facts over this. I have no facts on this. <laughs> but don't say that. I have to assume that at some point Galaxy knew that Kurt might not have worked. I think we could have been. I mean, a lot of people would say from before this I would season say even started. But in the last month or two, maybe like mid July. I like to think Bob July. Bradley got a phone call. Yeah, you you have to think that. I, you on, have to assume, right, that Bob Bradley got the phone most, call. Essentially, most successful club, yeah. most successful coach. Why not bring in? Exactly, exactly. So I like to think that they gave him a call and then maybe, you know, he shut it down. And Galaxy has their positives and they have their humongous negatives. But I'm pretty sure that whatever they got going on, Bob didn't want to be a part of that necessarily because, again, we can go about it for forever. Um, they have a lot of pressure on the idea of winning, which is normal, but without that consistency of youth development. And I just feel like Bob Bradley really loved the idea of community. He loved the idea... Of what they're trying, of what of what LAFC is selling, and I think that what we're seeing now is genuine excitement, personally. Right, and let's let's not forget that this isn't Bob Bradley's first time in Los Angeles. He's had that stint with Chivas Jose for a year, but he took him to the playoffs. And the only good stint, really. Yeah, he, he came in and he did work, and he actually commented on his work at um, at Chivas. How was Chivas, divided. And he and he he let he let it be known that you know the Chivas, because obviously, if you're not aware, when Chivas USA was around. They were owned by Chivas Guadalajara, which is Jorge Vergara. That connection was real. So whenever you would say something like a front office or the people upstairs, it was coming all the way straight from Guadalajara. I don't know why they wanted to run it that way, but they did. And they were heavily involved. And when Bob Bradley came in, he was like, no, this is wrong. And, and he gave him, it's almost like one for you, one for me. Um, but he was able to bring in so he the, drafted, the he drafted, culture of yeah. within there. And again, Sasha... Huntington Beach. He drafted Sasha, uh, brought in Born, uh, Johnny from played at UCLA, River, from and he's from Irvine. Like, he's from Irvine. So, you know, he has done this before, and the only time Chivas USA has been truly successful that is Guzan when Bob well. brought that in. Brad Guzan, Brad Guzan was Jesse brought in Marsh, initially, but he became a starter. Yeah, he brought in Jesse Marsh. That's right. Man, they, they were just good, and, and he knew how to mix the, you know, the right Hispanic players around the right American right, players. So right. I think, and that's 10 years ago. That's Major League Soccer 10 years ago. Now... Pockets a little deeper, a little fatter, more eyes on you. He uh, left. He left to the national team. Yeah, and this is just more appealing. So I think I think he's gonna do great things. 
success is never guaranteed, especially within the first year, but it will be fun. And I can already say that I think it's going uh, towards the right direction. And, you know, the buzz right now, we're talking about Sasha, we're talking about Bornstein, you know, just because of connections that we can make in the past. But the buzz right now, Mikey, is Wesley Snijder. Thoughts, dude. I think he's fantastic. I, one thing that, that I've not learned, but for sure picked up on the older I get watching soccer, certain countries have certain type of players that are very successful. So for, what I mean by that, for example, is Americans, for whatever reason, our goalkeepers are always very good. Usually. I mean, I, yeah. we can go far back enough. I'm pretty sure we had some Garbo ones. But for the most part, all our keepers are good. Yeah. Casey Keller's good. I mean, Bragg was unsure, but he's very good, I think. Yeah. Bill Hamid's good. Timmy is Tim Howard's very good. Team. Brad Friedel's very good. So all these goalkeepers, American. You go to Spain, midfielders are good. You go to Argentina, strikers are good. Brazil, they're kind of well-rounded, yeah, but Italy, I think of center-backs, Italy, defenders, Italy yeah. defenders, and stuff like that. So Wesley Schneider, and this is where I think the Dutch are actually very, not superior, but for sure a step ahead. In the midfield, the Dutch are very, very, very talented. They're very skilled. They're very aware. And I think Wesley Schneider, although he's had his ups and his downs, peaks and valleys, I got a Tassaray. He didn't have the greatest World Cup with Holland in 2014. He's still a very, very good player. He terminated his contract early. Right now, he's in Italy with Fiorentina, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. So if he comes in, they did announce a big signing in the next 30 days. He's something that I, he's somebody that I think you just, that's an incredible signing. He did put that dagger in Mexico's heart to tie it up in 2014 yeah. to the eventual no era penal call. I love Wesley Schneider. Cry babies. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in it with him. Uh, so far, at least from what we're hearing, LAFC is making all the good new, all the good moves, but just because they're bringing one guy, like you know, in soccer, it doesn't always mean you're going to be successful. But I think they're starting off good. Wesley Snyder is a great signing. Absolutely, you and I are, uh, for the people that know us and, and the buzz that we've been able to make as coaches and as you know, you I'm know, figures right here uh, with soccer. People know us very well, and they immediately know that you and I strongly believe that the most important player in the field. Oh, dude. Oh, I caught. Did you get my call this I weekend? I did get that. Super random. <laughs> I had a call. Well, can I'm we, ready, but I'm ready to defend let, that argument. Let me let me tell day. you. What, so let me tell you what happened. I was uh, I was driving. I was driving with my sister and uh, her boyfriend, and we were talking about soccer, and we talked about how Bob Bradley's coming in. And we just talked about soccer in general, and I was like, but we need we like you need a center midfielder. Wait, That's who were you trying to convince? We were trying to convince anybody. I was just talking about. Oh, how, but you were in a group of friends. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. it was just my sister and her boyfriend. I was talking about how oh. good. Or how important Michael Bradley is, and how he's not the best because I think Pulisic, maybe even Dempsey, still yeah. are the best players. Like absolute skill. But but Michael Bradley is the most important player. And then Josie was like, uh, Jose was like, no, no, it's the goalkeeper. How about everybody else? And I was like, look, dude, you're you're right. Every everybody's important. But at one point, there is a player at the highest level where everybody's good. That he is essentially in a way the point guard, in a way the quarterback, in a way the player that if he, if he's not on his game. The rest of it, everybody will suffer. And for us, that's always been the pivot, the six. Right. So then I called you. Yeah. And you were like, six. I called Sanj. And he was like, whoa, like, it depends. And I was like, Sanj, everybody's good. What position? And he also said the six. There you go. Curveball, though, I called Gus, our buddy over in New York. He didn't answer. Okay. Called him back. And he was like, hey, what's up, Mikey? How are you? <laughs> Chopped it up. I was like, hey, real quick, Gus, what's the most important position on the field? He goes, hey, man, believe it or not, I think you need to have a good center back. 
I didn't even let him finish. I just hung up. I was like, no. He's Jesse Martian it over there. He's Jesse Martian it. He's dude. under a new hey, Gus is under a new philosophy right now. Yeah, we man. can't say it's right or wrong, but it is different. He's East Coasting it, man. Dang it, Gus. East Coast changed you, bro. You probably like different rap artists. You know what now. it is though? He comes from you gotta remember, what is the best thing that the Red Bulls have produced in the last ten years? Red Bulls in the last ten years? Do you know it? Or should I just say it? I was gonna I, I was thinking like I don't know, like Swagadelu's pretty good. That's one, but it's like Matt Miazga, Miazga, Tim Ream, McCarty, Ream. So naturally, I understand like, like how they're like, like we want that center back in there. But uh, you know what? He's not entirely wrong. But you know, he's only one position. Yeah, back. I mean, a six could actually slot into center back. A center back could slot a into good, six. A, well, a good one. A good, a smart. Well, we're not talking about low level here, dude. Like Rafa Marquez in his heyday would do a great job. I don't like talking about that guy. All right. I don't like him. He also played in New York. Fact. He's good. Oh. <laughs> Rafa Marquez, that's so Look true. at that. So, again, like you were saying, our most important position in the midfield. So, take it away, John. Absolutely. Let, let the fans so, know. That did happen. Yeah. So, back on, you know, with Wesley Snyder. Not necessarily okay. holding. No, no, not at all. But it's like, again, you and I, people know that you and I strongly believe that the center midfielder is the most important. Now, we sometimes say the six. Personally, I think that the it eight. is a six, but it can be the eight. As long as he truly is a box to box player, oh, bro, like Michael, that, I love dude. you, dog. You're a freaking prince, bro. <laughs> so, so that's what it is. And you have Bob Bradley. You have. You get posh. You have. You get. So, uh, you know what? I'm, we're gonna, it's a whole alley G bit. We just can't do it right now. Uh, so. So he's the best of football. So, <laughs> you start off with Bob Bradley. You got Great the brains. Coach. You have the work ethic. You have someone that's already done it. Especially someone's already done it with the expansion team, you know, difficulties. You get Wesley in. Just incredible, man. Incredible. You get the rumors of a Sasha. You get the rumors of Guardado. Born that's it right there. That's a yeah, spine. That's the spine right there. One, that's six, eight, eight ten. ten. Come on, man. And they just put... I mean, you don't want to yeah. say these things because it's not cool. But, like, just bodies around are, like, yeah. decent players. And they can yeah. make it work or whatever. But we all know Chichado's going. Picked up number 19, 17 at West Ham? That's the, that's the rumor. 17. So, I think they released the picture. Chicharito will be 17 at West Ham. I think he's trying to like have like a like a disconnection with, with whatever's happened in Chivas and Man U. He's like trying to be himself. Cheated he, on his girl. Th- no way, did he? Yeah, he cheated on his chick. And that was a while back. So I feel like he's trying to like, he's doing this thing. I don't know why I brought that's that nice. up. Yeah, dude. It, maybe it's all right. You're well, not, I mean, you're not, I mean you're that not girl wrong. already knows. She already knows. So it's it's no harm. Um, yeah. Are they still together? No. Okay. No. Yeah. So, <laughs> so look, the spine's already there. All I'm saying is this. I think the team's moving in the right direction uh-huh. with the first two. Well, well, one of them's a reality and the other one's a strong rumor. So already there. Boom. Are, is it going to be a little bit more difficult? Obviously, check this out. What if, what if maybe they pick up Aaron Johansson from from Bremen? What if they're able to pick up a player like and Jordan not, and like, not like, use up on a, an international spot or pick up Morris? Like yeah, we want Morris Ooh, from Seattle yeah. or, or, or stuff like that because now you have the appeal of sure Bob Bradley, Wesley Schneider. You're in Los Angeles, and I don't want to be a jerk, but you're. You're truly in LA. Here we go. You're probably gonna. Here we go. <laughs> oh no! And I wasn't planning on fighting into the next segment too. Don't do this. What's your What's your stupid comment, man? No, there's no stupid comment. I'm just saying, like, you're <laughs> playing across the street from Staples Center. You can go to the Laker game if you want. You're probably gonna see Lakers. The appeal. Yeah. Sure. 
I see Galaxy players at Laker games all the time. Yeah, I, I do too, man. I do too. But it's just, okay. it's like, I don't see, I don't know if Laker, Lakers players go to StubHub. I think the reality okay. of them going to like maybe Expedition Park is a little bit more. But hey, dude, we'll see. I'll give you that comment. We'll see. I don't know, man. I, I did see, um, I saw Larry Nance Jr. At a, at a Galaxy game once. Oh, really? But I mean, if there's one you know, Laker you know that you don't want to see, it's Larry Nance. It's Larry Nance. I don't know if you heard of this. I think I told this on the podcast already. I saw Kevin Hartman one time at the at the Galaxy game. El Gato. And like people just like walking by him. And I was like, dude, that's That's, that's Kevin, a legend. It's Kevin Hartman. Yeah. <laughs> like you guys know who that is. Like But it's 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 part of it. You, you grow as a two club. finals for Galaxy and one. Yeah, I loved his hair, bro. It was all freaking. That was my hero, dude. If you really think about if you think about it. Again. I have Kevin Hartman hair right now during our, his prime. Yeah. Our goalkeepers are always good. So it. that's the only thing I'm saying. So maybe it's a little bit easier to convince Jordan Morris. Maybe it's Johansson, Terrence Boyd. Maybe you can get, like, American players that are abroad. Obviously, a dream, which I think will never happen. But if you're like, yeah, Pulisic, why don't you come over? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Look, here's the thing. But you know what? Wouldn't that make you angry as, like, a USA fan? Because it's, like, the World Cups well, next year. Well, that's... Uh, Let's talk about another that's day. A good, well, you know what? We'll touch on, I think we'll I, touch on that me, with man. Jonathan Dos Santos. Because that's what a lot of people are saying. So, before we move on, uh, th- that was our day uh, with Bob Bradley. It, it was fun. Uh, the crowd was fun. We had a conversation with everyone. Uh, I think, I think Defender two. Problems is becoming very loved uh, oh, within LAFC. Respected. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Riot Squad and the Brigade, I don't know. I guess we'll keep talking. I mean, I... You're supposed, to, you're supposed to love us, but well, they're 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 in a bad place. They're, yeah, they're, they're, did you see their type? Their typhoons. They're they wanted they want Chris. They want Klein out. They want. I think you're calling. I think you're calling Tifos typhoons. I call them Tifos because I think it's funnier. You call them typhoons. Typhoons, <laughs> like typhoons. <laughs> but yeah, you should be funny. You know. I like it. You're a little different. Cool, cool, cool. All, All right. right. Uh, so please make sure that to check out our Instagram. Don't uh, do that. By Don't the time this. Uh, it's the air podcast is it's dropped. Drop, there will be yeah, there Drop will top. be a little Instagram video just kind of showing you uh, the day that Mikey and I had. It was super fun. We had a blast. We went inside the stadium, uh, and you can see all the that behind the nice. scenes there. Mikey, our Instagram, if I'm not mistaken, is at, at Defender Problems. problems. No, That's it. Nothing. nothing. Nobody we own it, dog. That's it's just, ours. It's us. It's ours. Yeah, we're the only ones. So please <laughs> make sure that you check that out. And if you don't follow, don't be a tool. Just follow it. We'd follow you. That'd be great. Yeah, we follow back. Yeah. So we gotta talk to Sanch. I think Sanch runs it. Yeah. Look we'll, it over at Sanch. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. We're gonna figure that one out. All right. So that was, that was Bob the Builder. We're going on to Galaxy. Some changes, Mikey. It finally happened. Uh, uh, tension. Uh, it, it, it finally broke. Uh, the sea got too hot. The yeah. sea got too hot. You can't lose like that, and it's not good. And yeah. it was unfortunate, but I think we all saw it coming. You got knocked out of the Open Cup. Cordonalfo, unfortunately, but in a weird way, finally, given his last yeah. chance, given the boot. But what's crazy is that like Shiggy Smith was right in. So Cordonalfo, after the loss over the weekend, he's out the door. He gets shown the door and he steps down. And then Siggy Schmidt, the former Seattle coach, steps in. And we'll get into this right now. Coach this past weekend with, with, yeah. with, I, well, I forget his name. Don't, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Who are we talking about? Technical director. Joban. Oh, Joban Kurowski. There yeah. you go. So, a very dramatic week in LA. So, again, Unfor- yeah. it's super unfortunate. You yeah, yeah. You know what? And, and when I. When what I, you needed to do. You know, in my social media, when, I, when I'm trying to be informative and when I let people know, you know, what I know, I try to be as, like, 
sensitive as possible. Don't be it, nice, it, bro. You legitimately know more than most people. But it's never a good thing. Never celebrate someone getting fired, unless it's Jurgen. Never celebrate <laughs> someone getting fired because of the whole, you know, they got jobs, they got kids. But yeah, look, you never, you never celebrate it. And if you know about soccer, you know that Kurt was in a was in a difficult position to begin with. But in life, like I, I always say, Mikey, at, at least I feel like I played this role in my soccer career or towards the end of our soccer career. I feel like we weren't at the right place at the right time. So essentially, within the high level that we were in, we were like punching bags. We were the ones that other that we would go play the Galaxy players. We would go. We would be somewhere where the professional players would come train with us during their off season. So we were kind of like like short end of the stick. We were kind right. of the ones that we were like, hey, you know, we just weren't fortunate enough something something didn't go our way right so in and in soccer and in sports that's what happens okay. it's just like one of those things where it's like i'm pretty sure there's not only one Lionel messi in the world but it was that one Lionel messi that got picked up got the knee injections got sent to barcelona and then boom uh-huh. in kurt onofo's case he was he took a job that was appealing it was just all it was just all bad it's it wasn't much. his it wasn't his fault I mean, if we're going to get super specific with it, I suppose that he could have done certain things to make his time there more enjoyable and save his butt a little bit more. But the circumstances around him really were bad. And like I said, he was in a position where he was just a punching bag. Maybe Galaxy Galaxy couldn't... They weren't expecting Bruce Arena to, to drop because if you think about it, we weren't really expecting Jurgen to fail. We knew Jurgen was a little bit crazy and maybe not the right guy, but we didn't think he was going to go and lose the first two qualifiers. So bringing Bruce in kind of came out of nowhere. So understand that the quickest thing to do was to get Kurt. And why would Kurt not be excited? But he didn't really consider, is this the best environment? What if I take it? It's bad. And then I get sacked. And then me and my family, what? Now we have to go move somewhere else and coach somewhere else just so we can continue to eat. He was in a bad situation, so I'm, I'm, I'm always sensitive, and, and I sympathize with that. But soccer is soccer. Results matter at this level, and he just couldn't get it done. So from what I know, it was a 72-hour notification situation. So if my math is correct, we found out mm, about last Thursday. So we found out on a, on a Thursday. So it's, it seems like they made a decision maybe on a, on a Monday or Tuesday. And with Siggy, I'm not 100% sure what happened with Kurt, but I do know that there was a severance package for him. So he got his money, but they, sh- they showed him the door. And it only and within three days, uh, Siggy was already with the squad training. And then to make it even more dramatic, he took on his former team. former team, the team that sacked him, and then went on to become champions. So from Siggy's point of view, also very exciting. And if you don't have a little history on Siggy, Siggy had the Galaxy squad. Uh, during the early 2000s, about four to five seasons, and he made them champions for the first time ever in 2002. And now he's back with the team. He kind of thinks that his life has come full circle. Uh, again, a good coach, uh, smart guy, presence, character in the locker room. People respect him. Is he modern? Can he help uh, the league and the team progress in terms of development and future? I don't know, but one thing is for sure, and we can't mess around with it. It just it is what it is. This guy was brought in to just kind of save the season, Mikey. Very similar to how the U.S. needs Bruce to just qualify. It's ironic. Everyone's under happens. the understand. I think everyone knows, Mikey. Everyone knows like Bruce is going to qualify to the World Cup, play the World Cup, and then Bruce is gone. I hope 
that that's what happens at the national team level because it needs to be someone that's got like a 10-year plan. That's the, that's the dream. And I like to think that it would be the same with Siggy Smith. I hope that he comes in, he, he fixes things. Uh, we get players like Alessandrini, Gio, Jonathan now. Uh, There's some rumors talking about Jale leaving possibly. Yeah, I, I've been hearing that too. So hopefully he's able to kind of fix that and then just walk away and then they hand it to the correct person. But we'll see, man. But yeah, that's the situation. That's the situation with Siggy. Uh, your thoughts, dude? Uh, so here interesting we, week. Before we get into Shiggy, Siggy, I'll get into what I heard Bob Bradley talk about, and it's it's so cool to hear the guy talk about how it is. And he talks about his time at Staubach, and I hope you recall when he was at Staubach and how it's a tiny club. It's a tiny yeah. club. But even there, at that tiny club, they understood the idea of development, and that he would go coach the first team, and right down the hall the youth coaches would all be in a meeting and then they would all go watch the senior team, the first team. Super cool. So at a, even at a tiny club like Staubach, where they understand the idea of like, okay, what is the first team doing and how can we prepare our kids so when they get to Bob or whoever the first coach is, by the time they're old enough, they know what to do or they have an idea of how to play, at least Staubach football. So when I, I get to the Galaxy, and it's unfortunate because Kurnoff, I think, had a good idea, but in a way, I think maybe the club wasn't prepared or he wasn't able to convey the idea of that, look, this is going to take time. It's not quick. We might have a poor year. We might have two. We might have three. We might have four. I don't know. I don't know. And that's the crazy thing is that we don't know what, what could have happened. And now we'll never know. But I like the idea that he came in and he was like, yeah, we're going to we're gonna play these young kids. For better or for worse, man. We're going to see it through. And unfortunately, his season got cut early. But then we get to Siggy. And I don't know if Siggy's going to do that. I don't see him doing that. He's not a guy that's done that before in the past who's, who's brought in youth players. And no, he's not that guy. But what's crazy is that I don't think any MLS coach is kind of renowned for doing that. Yeah. Or the MLS itself as a league is a league that's like, yeah, we bring in youth players. So, I mean, hopefully that changes soon because obviously as we talk, literally the league is still growing. There's still expansion teams. There's a ton of stuff going on. But I'm just, uh, as a fan, I would, I'm, I'm not growing sick and tired. I just, I want to start seeing players that, yeah, to be honest, I don't know who they are. And they're just ballers. They're just good. Because that's what soccer truly is. But at the same time, I understand that this country isn't filled with fans like me. They're filled with fans that are like, yeah. uh, who did we bring in? Nobody. I'm not going to go. But it's yeah. like, all right. That, but then again, it gets back to the point of like, these people are more concerned with having like a good time instead of like what's, what should be the right thing to do. So I, I guess I, I saw the decision coming. Siggy Schmidt is somebody that's been on the market for a year that we talked about who's going to pick him up. Nobody's picked him up. Again, he, he talked about his career coming full circle and not joining the Galaxy. So I understand all this. And while this is going on, man, I mean, the uh, LAFC signing this guy and they, they brought in Bob Bradley. And it's, it's, it's a mess. But at the same time, I think for the first time, we're kind of feeling like, oh, snap, this is becoming kind of like a battle of city. Yeah. Like the city's dividing a little bit. They they asked um, during Jonathan Dos Santos press conference, uh, they asked him, and rumor is he might be number nine. That's what I'm hearing. Look, looking like he like Jonathan Santos will be number nine uh, at the press conference. So much for slump. They were asking Jonathan Dos Santos so many questions about Osorio saying that he doesn't want his players to come to Major League Soccer, and he was just dealing with that for like an hour. You know, oh, oh your level, your level, and Osorio, and do you think it leaves you out of for, the World Cup? Fun fact, my girlfriend was upset that he left at the Galaxy, and I was like, why would you be upset? And she was like, because it's essentially a lower level, and I was like, why don't you say, my, I was like, I understand. Be honest. She, with, be honest with the viewers this next is time. <laughs> Why don't you say nightmare fact? There's nothing fun about that. 
I'll, I'll tell died. you, this is where we disagree, I think, because she, she as a fan has... You the, and her. Yeah, because essentially we're both fans. But yeah. she has the right as a fan to be like, yeah, I don't like it. Right. That's what I, but that's what I keep telling you. You and I are just... We, we're not like that anymore. Because, dude, I told you at work, I heard... I probably shouldn't even... I, I shouldn't even say where one of my uh, We almost fought is. on the way back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I work for a major sports network. And within that, you would expect people to have... Oh, like logic. Oh, you got the Michael Bradley story? And, uh, yeah. And then some guy, after the Gold Cup, and we'll touch that later, we won the Gold Cup. Go U.S. Woo. How you freaking do it? J-Mo. It's for Chester. Um, <sighs> we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that. Rest in peace, Chester. <laughs> From Lincoln Park, holy crap! Probably one of the greatest rock bands of all time. Yeah, up there for sure. So, you know, we have the game on. Obviously, it's it's a room that's the the it's understood that you're a sports fan. We're actually working on in the realm broadcasting the broadcasting the game. I don't know if I should be more clear. Um, I don't know how I can be more clear. Um, a lot of some freaking fool. Okay, loses his mind. And while Michael Bradley is awarded the, the, the golden, golden ball, which makes Ooh. you the MVP of the tournament, which he was, maybe he goes, Darlington. He goes, ugh, how do they give it to Michael Bradley? And then he says this, Mikey, from across the room, and I almost died. He says, he's the worst player on the team. That's just the country we live in. And that, dude, is why you and I have this anxiety and this <sighs> built up, like, that. that is, it's Renee. exactly that that That's makes Renee. people want Slatan. It's exactly that that make people say things like, you know, oh, David Villa's freaking old. It, they just, they have it all wrong, man. They just have it all wrong. Here's the thing. Enjoy soccer. Enjoy it. And, and have your comments. But at some point, if you never played it or if you don't understand it, you gotta shut up. Because when you let your mind take you in the opposite direction, it's like, dude, you're doing yourself a disservice. It's like, like at some point looking at like, I don't know, who's really good who's really good in basketball, but people don't really give him credit. Maybe like a Clay maybe like Clay Thompson's defense. Like ever since Durant came in, people are like, Oh, you can get rid of Clay if there was someone you'd get rid of. And it's that like, boy defends so like, well. dude, you don't get rid of Clay. Actually. Like Ron Artest. Like yeah, he's so yeah good. players like that, it's like, dude, or or like everyone's like, Everyone on the freaking Lakers suck. Get rid of everybody and get Lonzo Ball. But Magic Johnson was like I know you guys love D'Angelo Russell. I don't care. I don't give a dang about that, that guy. liar. We're keeping, snake. we're keeping Brandon Ingram. So it's like little things like that. It's like, understand this. If you want to be a fan, sure, be a fan. But at some point, worry about educating yourself. Please. So, Renee's, Renee's that guy. Renee, Renee's my, your, your my friend. My friend Renee. Yeah. Jeez, a friend of the podcast, I guess. He's a good listener. So I won't totally bash him. But he says he's like, dude, Michael Bradley is not it. And I was like, "What are you like? What are you saying? Like in terms of like, like yeah, Cruz like, is better? Okay, Cruz is a little better. I uh, understand. I mean, he's there. Like, is it that kind of I thing? Think one time I or heard is him it say, one of those things where it's like, no, like he's not good at all. Yeah, I think one time I heard him say like, why heavy. is Michael Bradley still play? Like, just put in Nagby. I was like, bro, they, Nagby's not like, like Nagby doesn't hold, dude. If Nag, if you put Nagby in the field and and he saw Michael Bradley sitting on the bench, Nagby would be like, why? I want that guy. Nagby's gonna be like, "Wait, you want yeah. me to do what he did?" Yeah. No. But he's but he's box to box, Bruce. I can only I so, go forward. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're absolutely right. People say things like like Michael like Michael Brad or even like and I get the Jermaine Jones, but like also at the same time like but you've seen Jermaine Jones what he's what he can do. Yeah. He's a little injured right now. Give it to <sighs> him. Or like a like a I don't know, man. People people maybe not 
appreciating the Kellen Acosta hype. You know, or oh, when people Kellen Acosta oh, demanded. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Kellen Acosta demanded a freaking. Yeah. We well, didn't demand it, but he said if I could transfer to Europe, I want it He's now. He's totally fine to do it now. And you know what, though? I would when, like for him to go. When they talk like that, that's good. He seems like he's ready to go. And obviously, his homie, Pulis, he sees Pulis, like they're very good friends, doing his thing. Of course, he wants to be a part of it now. I would love I would love to hear something out of Dorman talking about, yeah, like we want to bring Ooh. him into the second team and see if he can phase in. Into the second team? I mean, I w- ideally, I would love him to play on the first team, but look at that team. Come on. Oh, but come on, man. Kellen, we no, can't do Kellen that. Kellen Acosta doesn't like step anymore. into the second team. No, I'm not talking about like the second team. I'm talking about like the reserves and letting him phase oh, in, letting him travel. Once he's ready, now he gets to start. Yeah. I mean, Gonzalo Castro's, Gonzalo Castro's on his way out. Yeah. Well, not on his way out, but he's a little bit on the older side. Sven Bender's still there. So you got a lot of guys to, to fill in. Wow. Uh, but Acosta, I, I think he can play, man. Mario Goetz is still there, though. Nuri Sahin's so, still there. Sinji Kagawa's still yeah. there. So those are our problems with uh, with American fans. I truly don't even remember what we were talking about. We're talking about Siggy. Right before that. Siggy. Yeah, but I don't Galaxy, remember what we are talking about. Dividing of the city. Yeah. They so talking about how people are just like, oh, they don't even get it. Yeah, it's already starting. Uh, it's good, though. Whatever. It's good. It's, now, it's good. It's fun. If it puts so butts so in the seats. Check this out. What if the LA, what if LFC comes out? They have a developmental academy. They don't. They don't win. MLS Cups. They don't win as many MLS Cups in the first 30 years of their existence. They maybe get to the playoffs a couple times, but they don't win any. Whereas the Galaxy keep going down this road. They bring in Siggy Schmidt. He gets fired. He leaves. He retires. Whatever. Another coach comes in. And they run through three coaches. They run through three coaches in the next 30 years. Or five coaches in the next 30 years. Average six years. And then, you know, LAFC runs through Bob Bradley and then another coach. And they have two coaches. But while this is going on, the Galaxy are still bringing in foreign base players filling them filling in the gaps with those those players or whoever while LAFC is developing players and they're sending them hypothetically now, in an yeah, ideal world this is yeah so in your eyes what club is more successful would it be the club that's winning more titles domestically or would it be the club that's not not winning as many titles but they're developing players and they're sending them off to right now better leagues maybe one day that must will be the league that's like yeah we can pay everybody yeah. Three million dollars, but it's not there yet, unfortunately. Well, you know, you know me and my uh, exaggerated examples, but it's like um, it's like being drug free compared to. That's not your answer to the question. Being compared to being an addict, okay? Yeah. Galaxy is addicted. Uh huh. They kind of have that slight. They're like, oh, dude, Beckham, Landon, you know, let me sh- let me shoot up with oh, some not- really big player. This Andrini, Gio, like I need to keep it coming because we can win in the moment, right? I do believe that the league is growing and, and they're being more development-based to the point where teams like Dallas, Portland, those are the ones kind of coming ahead, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how I see it. I feel like the the pleasure will be for Galaxy fans, assuming in your you know example, it will be for them. But at some point, you, you got to remember, Newcastle United and Blackburn Rovers, Blackburn Rovers were at some point the top teams uh-huh. in in England, but now then you had players, uh, then you have other teams that just kind of were building, 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 and now you can't knock them down. So the idea is, if Galaxy does that, yeah, sure, they're going to be the ones enjoying it now. But yeah, if that's how it happens, LAFC will be the one that will be winning nonstop in the future, and actually feel proud about it, and we won't be having conversations here where it's like. Ah, oh, dude, well, you know, two or three players get injured and the whole team is gone, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, so so to answer your question, long term, it will be LAFC. 
but we live in a in a pleasure driven world uh, with a lot of internet trolls. So Galaxy, uh, if they keep doing their thing, winning the way they're winning, or, or or how they're used to winning, then they're gonna they're gonna feel the pride and joy. Uh, but again, if, if Bob comes in and all this really does go down with the help of John Thornton and Tom Penn and the entire organization, then I think LAFC will be the more successful club. I just always think about like if I was in charge of the national team, and how not upset, but I'd be like, okay, domestically, who's the most successful club? And then immediately the Galaxy, and I'd be like, okay, who, who, who like, who are they making, and who, who do they have? And on top of my head, like, like right now, Jossie, when he's healthy, legit. That's about it. At this point. So then it's just like, oh, that's us. Top, and then I like a Bayern. I'm like, oh, who does Bayern put for, for, for Germany? Everybody. Even like Dortmund, right? And then I like at Spain, like, okay, who does Madrid have? Who does? And then, so yeah. yeah, so it's it's tough. But now that we're on the topic, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it moving. If that's okay with you, do you have anything else? Do it to it, man. So Bob Bradley, now the new LAFC coach. Now that we're getting into the national team, I'm kind of thinking after this World Cup, 2018, is Bob Bradley kind of coming back in? I'd like to. So let's talk about this win, though, against the reggae buzz. Oh, I freaking love it. Let's give a big shout-out to our, uh, oh. our homies, man. Our, our great friends. Our great friends over at Highland Park Cross. Even though I think you kind of just ripped Josie on you one slightly. In soccer. In soccer. But, but essentially, but he a, pays the bills. Yeah, but I mean, he pays our overhead. But essentially, I mean, I love CrossFit, but you think the world cares more about CrossFit or Fleddy? I see your, I see what you're doing. But anyways, all, uh, our U.S. soccer segment is brought to you by our good friends at Highland Park CrossFit. Truly good friends. I love them. They're going to... They, News coming out of Highland Park CrossFit is that some sweaters are on the way for, for Mike and John, as well as the members. But who cares about those? Yeah, maybe one day we'll even have a little raffle for you guys. You can win one. Autographed by not us, maybe a Galaxy player. Maybe Josie like or something. Someone cool. <laughs> but if you want it by us, you can ask. That's cool. Yeah, you can always just send stuff our way. You know, we'll sign it. Send it back. I know you don't. They're located at 5917 North Figueroa Street in LA. You can hit them up at 323-443-5917. They have a Facebook page. Just find them, Highland Park CrossFit. They have a website, www.highlandparkcf.com. They're on Instagram. They're always active, guys. Give them a, uh, give them a follow there at HP underscore CrossFit. They're incredible. They move mountains for us. We're trying to move mountains for them. Good shout-out to them. Love you guys, U.S. Soccer. John. Before we move on, one thing that I've – I know what CrossFit is. Okay. You know what it is. Yes. We know the humongous positives of CrossFit, and we also know that if you go to, the, to a – not the best box – or if you aren't 100% careful with your form, CrossFit could be a nightmare. So we come and, and, and we tell all our listeners about Highland Park CrossFit. I want them to visualize it if they haven't been there because I truly want them to give it a go. I want them to check it out. I always see how it, it, it's so much fun and obviously it's doing so, so many great things for you that you go consistently. Mikey, tell them about your most average day at Highland Park CrossFit. I'll tell you what happened yesterday. Yesterday sucked. So yesterday we did a warm up. After the warm-up, the workout, which is called the WAD, the workout of the day, we did a 400-meter run, which is essentially a lap around a official track. track. Yeah. So four of those laps would give you a mile. So we did a 400-meter run, and then you did 15 overhead squats. So an overhead squat is literally getting a barbell. If you don't know what a barbell is, go look it up. And, a, <laughs> and you have a wide grip, and you essentially snatch it overhead to, to initiate the movement. And then once you have, I'm literally doing it in my seat. <laughs> As you snatch it overhead and you have a wide grip with weight on the bar, it's not just the bar, you get into a squat. Now, the one thing, and John knows this, I haven't been the biggest advocate of, of CrossFit because of this movement, but I'll give it to you anyway. 
You have to squat and you have to squat with your butt getting below your knees. So essentially you get below parallel is what they call it. And then you come back up and that's one. So you stand all the way straight up the whole time keeping locked elbows with the bar overhead. And do 15 of those puppies, 15 overhead squats. And then that's one round. So you run 400 meters, you come into the box, you do 15 overhead squats, and then you do it again. So you did it for five rounds. So five rounds, and that was essentially one day. Today, I can go in today and do about 30 wall balls, 15 burpees, 10 box jumps, and then a 100-meter run, and I can do that four times. So if you're listening to that, (laughs) I know it probably gave you anxiety, and it sounds like an inferno, but the reality is is that it's very community It's not based. like going to a 24-hour yeah. fitness. You don't put your your you know your your your, your headphones, headphones in, get in the zone, and then that's no, it. No, no, no. It's a big you're, you're working out, and you almost feel like it's one of those things where you know you're you're trying to push the other guy. You got someone else pushing you, and then right. you don't want to complete it. And the reality is, is that that's the best way to work out. Because yeah, truly. Me and Carla point, don't even go yeah. to the gym anymore. If you're an athlete, at some point, you know. Your sport goes away. You just can't have a coach. You can't have a team. But old. CrossFit, you get that team environment, and it's something that HP CrossFit does so freaking well. Everyone that goes just has a humongous blast. I'll be there at eight if you guys want to come. There Dream you go. Team. Shout out to Dream Team. What day? What days can people find you there for sure? I go Mondays and Tuesdays at eight o'clock. They have an eight p.m. On Wednesdays they have eight p.m. yoga class, so I go at seven p.m. Thursdays I have the eight p.m. again, and then Fridays just at seven p.m. That's when I go. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 8 p.m., 8 p.m., 7 p.m., 8 p.m., 7 p.m. Okay. Because like, I know that some of these things, it sounds like hell. It's tough. Yeah. But again, we want to... I'm we, trying to come up. Trying to come up a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, Tropic Thunder. But we're trying to make it... I, I, I want people to know that it's not like going to your typical gym. That's not what it is. It's not oh, like LA Fitness. Me and Carla don't even go to the gym anymore, dude. There you go. This is this is very much has a team feel, community feel. You get... In a pos- and, and positively speaking, you, they push you. They they want you to be better. And you don't go in and put your headphones. Exactly. Don't talk to nobody. No, get no, in no. and out in 42 you're, you're, hours. They're, they're talking there? to you. They're correcting your exactly. form. And you come out of there feeling like a true beast. You're, you're you don't leave wondering. Sweat. You don't leave wondering. I wonder if that was even a good workout. Like, I wonder no, if I got any better. It sucks. You will get better. Yeah. it's Tell me how you say I look better. So You can't even mimic. You do. You can't even mimic. Like CrossFit, you uh-huh. can really only get true CrossFit training when you go to a box. Gyms just don't offer it. What's crazy is that I never, I didn't say this before, but at the gym we used to work at, they have like an alarm. Like if you grunt, it'll go off. And the first day at CrossFit, all I heard was just yeah. nothing like gross or but like people, are, dude, it's people yeah. are going hard. They max out, man. I think that was at your box. We don't do that too much. Really? Yeah, that was, I don't know. I got nothing bad to say about my box. It's just that your well, old box you broke up. The one before. Uh, we got course. to know uh, Highland Park CrossFit, who is the best, Mikey. We are the. Yeah, just just so nobody knew that. Yeah, yeah if nobody knew, but seventy five percent off. Very I mean, seventy five percent. Jesus Christ, yeah. seventy five dollars. Yeah. No more Groupon. This is the only no. way you can get half off. We are Groupon. Essentially, yes. We're Groupon, Mikey. We are the champions. <sighs> we are the champions, so nice. my friend. Finally, Queen. I love Queen. The only band that I'll recognize, like Stones, that, them okay. being like great, like great, great, great. Yeah, like Stones. Even uh, you, you hate me when I say this. I know, dude. But hear me out. The Beatles, like they're good and they're they're pivotal and they influence everybody. But the bands they influence ended up being better than them. Okay. Except Queen. Queen is without a doubt one of the greatest bands of all time. No doubt there. I think Queen's fantastic. And in the words of Queen, but you don't like Foo Fighters, which is ridiculous. Come on, don't throw that my way. I didn't say. See. This isn't fun media. What's, what's That's better? Fake what's news. better? Okay. I didn't say I didn't like them. What's who's better? 
Who would you rather listen to? The Killers or the Foo Fighters? Oh, man. You're going to say The Killers. I feel like I'd rather go to a Killers concert. And that's that's not wrong. I know, but I but do, have, but to, I do have like a like a like a soft spot for Dave Grohl. I would Grohl. love like, to I'd talk, love to bro. See him. Sorry, dude. No, I mean, no, I'm just. You're right. But everybody would be like Dave Grohl. Well, the band, the the they're the Foo Fighters. Everlong Wheels. I heard you listen to Wheels today. How how incredible is Wheels? It's a good song. I sorry, so but not want. a better song <laughs> than We Are the Champions by Queen, which is the only freaking point I'm trying to make here. Okay, the sorry, U.S. Buddy. took the Gold Cup final. They won with. A late goal from J-Mo. J-Mo. Oh, J-Mo. Jordan Morris doing his thing uh, in the final minute. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, Getting the dagger if you're a Jamaican. But for us, triumphant goal. Mikey, your thoughts on the U.S.'s Gold Cup performance and then it culminating with a freaking win, which we expected nothing less. It's not easy. Let's not get it wrong. It's not easy, but it is expected. Let's not take credit away from Jamaica. They did an incredible job. Right. Put away, I think, a very good Mexico team. Not the greatest, sure, but we can get into that a whole other episode. That team has essentially, that Mexico team has essentially gone through a gold cup with young players. Yeah. And now, in a sense, I don't think it was too, too bad on Mexico's part, to be honest. Mexico fans are probably going to disagree with me on that. But it wasn't too bad for Mexico. Jamaica moving on to the final, losing to us. Played very well, but for sure... The one thing I see is that our players are slowly but surely getting into that gear where, yeah, the World Cup is less than a year away now. It's months away. There's people fighting, scratching, and clawing for, for starting spots in that. Even just being on the plane, this is what I wanted to ask you, actually, is now that you've seen the entire Gold Cup, us coming out on top, Michael Bradley, Golden Ball, Nagmi giving having a great tournament, the reemergence of Clint Dempsey possibly in a substitute role. Give me three, even two if you want only, players that you think their stock rose, they're going to come into the World Cup, and maybe two or three guys that kind of hurt their chances of being on that plane yeah. in Russia. Also, nobody wants to go to Russia. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to go to Russia, but everybody wants to go to Russia. So Even when you're dead. They want to take your heart. So listen, <laughs> um, it's one of those things that because of the inconsistency during the Jerry and Klinsman era, it should be one of those things that... Hold on, dude. You're like, I know, man. I know. I know. It's one of those things that it should have been, you know, a, a, a guaranteed hit by now. We shouldn't even have to be talking about it right now. But because of the way he was managing, you know, his regime, now I think that I can officially say, at least me personally, with my eyes and my opinion, the way I like to see soccer, I love it. Darlington Nagby oh. is a starter for the U.S. national team. That is just it. He's really good. If there's a player that's going to take away his spot... Have it be Pulisic or a Bobby Wood. No one else. He's supposed to be on that field, and he's versatile. You want to play him right under uh, a Michael Bradley or a Kellen Acosta? Go ahead. You want to play him over, on the like flanks? On top of. Over, on top of, however you want to see it. Underneath? You want to play him in the midfield with. <laughs> he's so, with. so dynamic. He can be anywhere. So, Darrington Agby, green light, no more doubts. No more doubts. Let's, let's, let's not worry about when he rejected the call-up from Jurgen. Is it really in his heart? Yada, yada, yada. Is he considering a move out of MLS? Are they changing? Regardless, I wonder. He like, deserves I to be there. if he watches on TV, and he's just like, "Yes, now he's good." Months after, yeah, and it's but like, that's his no, fault. no. But then no, it's yeah. like, no, it's like, no, dude, no. you just want you don't. No. no, you have to keep playing. Okay, that was my. Dream. That was scary. I know. Well, like the Germans, the American enemy was instinctual, instinctually like to cut it, yeah, get up and up kill you. But yeah, man, uh, the Germans, dude, scary. Yeah, Breaking so Oregon. to me, he, he's in. He, he's in. He's Another in. one 
is well he's in like flynn people could have been like yeah good one. people you know it, it should be obvious but personally i believe that we we are now living in a moment where are we post clint dempsey um are we getting the best clint dempsey i don't think so i think that he's still supposed to be on the field starting starting to me personally and and, and we and we talked about this before you know just yeah, and since the game I don't like the idea of like having Clint come in and be like that like ninety minute wizard or just having him tuck one away. You want his style throughout the whole game. What he did in Costa Rica was an absolute clinic. He came in and he said, "Look, the best player in the stadium was on the bench the entire time. Let me show you guys what I can do." He gets it done. Uh, he ties Dan Donovan for the record, and He's I'm pretty sure the that next too. time he suits up, he will break it for sure. Uh, that's just Clint Dempsey being Clint Dempsey. And the next one for me is we can officially say, at least me personally. That if we are, in fact, in a post-Jermaine Jones and not necessarily finding that uh, Kyle Beckerman or, or, or Dax McCarry not being ready yet, play, if, if we're living in that moment, well, then I'll tell you this. We have Kellen Acosta. Uh, problem solved. That's just it. Problem solved. Those are the three that I like. Uh, Mikey, I know that you have a Did few have players that, that you weren't happy with. stock hurt? Or you want me to get those? I'll cover um, those. If well, you. I, I, think, I think just one of them... Uh, I think you're right. I just think uh, center back wise, the the fact that Matt Miazga was on there yet didn't play, uh, but you know, it's, but but he's in England. Last 2016 January camp, everything was about him uh, going to Chelsea and blah 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 and being like got loaned out by the way. The by star that yeah, being the star from Chelsea or, or or from from the Red Bulls, you know, I just think that that doesn't necessarily help. Uh, but that goes to show you, man. But you know what? He also didn't really break through with Jurgen. So I think that he is a good player. He's just not as good as we think he is. So I just think it kind of answers it with him personally. And I think that the duo of Beasler and Omar, the smarter they get, the more they learn, the more games they play. I think they're going to be ready for 2018. Uh, but if you have to make a combination with Brooks and Cameron, then that's okay too. But I don't think that we can say that, at least domestically, that uh, Beasler and Omar don't work. I think they work perfectly. Just picking up where John Everyone left off. Mistakes is that for sure the back line had some questions. And a lot of guys, I think, hurt themselves. I think for sure Eric Lehigh didn't have the greatest tournament. I think Matt Hedges had a very, very mediocre, if not poor tournament. He didn't do very well. And it sucks because Lehigh is a player that we, we, we remember Lehigh from his time with Bob. And that terrific nightmare in the Rose Bowl with that golazo that Gio scored and he was yes. trying to get up and header. But I think Graham Zussi might be a better right back. And it's so crazy to think because Zussi's an outside midfielder. He's a striker, a right striker. Yeah. Who can slot in if he has when he has. And he's better than Lehigh, unfortunately. Versatility is important with Bruce Arena. So he's in the right place right now. Any but, any, any other players that no, you see I think around? I think you kind of nailed it on the head. I think for sure Omar Gonzalez is the solid number three center back. But I don't see why he can't contend for a starting position. Um, other than that, it looks like Villafania kind of short, like shirt up his, his flight. DeAndre Yellen is a guy that in my head is a, is a right back, so we're good there. Moving up to the midfield, uh, I think we're pretty much good. The only thing that I, I think we have around 18, 20 guys ready to go. The only guys that I think have question marks are fringe players. I think Legit isn't on that. I think Legit's on for sure going. Yeah, I think this guy the, has to get healthy. Yeah, absolutely. If, if, if that if goes healthy, well, then he's in. Yeah, but then I think of players that, that didn't come in that are European based, like Aaron Johansson. Like Terrence Boyd, perhaps even a Julian Green, if you wanna keep Alfredo him Morales, yeah. right? Guys like that. Danny Williams on Lyndon the EPL, Lyndon Gooch on the championship, yeah. unfortunately. All these guys, and even uh, Zalela. I'm like, we'll, we'll see what yeah. happens. But it has to be a type like that. Maybe the Shock Boys have yeah. something to say. But aside from that, I think we're ready to go. 
I think we're ready to go. We're just waiting on two or three, even maybe a third goalkeeper, because I don't think it's Nicky. Yeah, I don't think it's Nicky. I think that uh, if from now to Russia, if Jesse Gonzalez continues to get called in, if there are some friendlies, if he continues to work hard for Oscar Pareja's side with FC Dallas, I think he's going to be okay. He's definitely the player that we're going to have to consider, and Bruce Serena is going to have some tough choices when it comes to the net. So, uh, U.S. champions, they win their sixth championship. Mexico, stop being crybabies. You have seven. I understand the U.S. has six. That's one less. Uh, but you throw all that. But you're also the same team that throws in this. Uh, oh, this is our third team. It's our B side. Hey, listen. If you're over here saying, well, at least we have seven, you have six, then they do matter. And the U.S. won this one. That's just freaking it. We'll talk again in two years, and that's absolutely final. So, Jesus, Jordan right. Morris. And that's the damn truth. So, Jordan Morris getting the freaking winner. You're going to hear a little bit of that later. Fantastic. Now, that's it with that. We don't want to We don't want to gloat. Mikey, the biggest rumor of the summer in the world of soccer. Possibly of all time. It actually trickles down to, us. to a special little American. Mikey, why don't you tell the world what's going on? Obviously, Neymar was in Dubai yesterday, and it's looking like his move to PSG is going to be solid. It's going to go through 220 million euros, I believe. For That's the, the Bra- buyout, right? For the Brazilian, and he's going to make, I think it was something ridiculous, like $350,000 a week, something nuts. Um, obviously, PSG is run by some of the richest people in the world. He met him in Dubai, so that tells you where yeah. they shot Fast 8. <laughs> yeah. So, it's looking like that goes through. If that go- Fast 8? Maybe 7. 7? Fast 8 was just the last one. I'm sorry, you're yeah, right. Fast 7. seven yeah. R.I.P. Paul Walker. Paul Walker, man. Jesus. Oh, God. So, anyways. R.I.P. Chester. We'll get to yeah. that later. Oh, my God. That's a, that, that one hurts more, actually. So, with Neymar possibly phasing out of Barcelona, I'm sorry to interrupt you, by the way. No, go, no this is you, bro. This is your moment. <laughs> it's looking like Barcelona's going to look for some very, very, very able-bodied replacements. Aside from Verratti being obviously a, a guy they can chase, he's with PSG right now. They're looking at Philippe Coutinho out of Liverpool, the Brazilian there. Can maybe slot in, take some pressure off of Messi and uh, Suarez now that Neymar is possibly leaving. The reason it's important to us is if Philippe Coutinho leaves Liverpool, there's obviously a big void in the Liverpool wide position at the 7-11, even at the 10. And Jurgen Klopp, who's the coach, has come out and said and made it known that Christian Pulisic is the target that they have in mind. If anything were to go with Philippe Coutinho, if he was able, if he was to leave the club, which is scary, exciting, all these emotions as far as like as far as I'm concerned. It's scary because, I mean, it's the EPL. I don't know what he's going to do. Right. And then it's also exciting because it's the EPL and you don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to go. If, if that, if Essentially, if all this happens, it's possible that Christian Pulisic ends up in the EPL in the year of a World Cup, which is scary to think because the EPL is not the, not the Bundesliga and Liverpool is not a small club. So we'll see what happens with that, John. Other news going on, though. Do you have any of that for us? You want me to keep it going, bud? Keep it going, baby. So Matt Miaz goes back at Vitesse Arnhem. Uh, I guess that's good. I mean, it's not bad. It's bittersweet. Uh, Chelsea loans out a ton. Someone of wants them. It's just not Chelsea. Yeah, and it, it's unfortunate, but that's 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 the way it goes. Now, Manchester United just signed Nemanja Matic from Chelsea. Chelsea just signed their their holding midfielder from Monaco, so there was an excess of players there. They got rid of them. They sold them to essentially a rival club. So now it's looking like Manchester United. Pretty pretty sure they just. Found a six, and Paul Pogba was gonna move into the eight. Yeah, and then with uh, with Lukaku in there, and just everyone being Lindelof. more familiar, everyone just more familiar Lime. with with spine with Jurgen. Yeah. Uh, oh man, no way. I Jose, Jose Mourinho, someone that's actually really good. Not Jurgen's good. It's just we have personal problems. They're getting more and more used to Jose Mourinho. I think that we are talking about now a very serious contender to win the EPL. My you th- personal you th- opinion. 
I'm thinking maybe even in the Champions League. I mean, we'll see. But, I mean, it's never easy. Right. And then well, obviously, um, Man Man City doing some crazy moves. Signed freaking Kyle Walker for a ton yeah, of money. Getting very And defensive. then signed Danilo. And then they signed Mendy, Mendy outside backs yeah. for like the most amount of money. And that's just... And that's just Pep doing something that probably only his brain understands right now. But he's making a point here. So in the EPL, where everyone wants to go, 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 go in a very good way, uh-huh. he's saying, okay, that, that's how it is. I'm going to make sure that we're defending the way I want to defend. Exactly. And even defensively having the right place to attack. Exactly. So like all it. that's going on. Jesus Navas got sold back to Sevilla. I'm not surprised there. He's in excess of uh, players there. Uh, there's a big one that I'm missing, mm, but we'll give. I mean, I'll figure it out eventually. There are, there's a lot of things going on. Uh, just big news, uh, kind of uh, somewhat uh, trivial. Uh, it's that Chicharito will wear number 17. Oh, he cheated on his wife, girlfriend. He cheated on his girlfriend. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's trying to start off clean, huh? Oh, the big one, I'm sorry, was Gofi Sigurdsson probably moving to Everton for like 40 to 50 million pounds. He might end up with uh, with LAFC one day, the little Bob Riley c- connection right there. Dude, maybe Mohamed Salah might come to LAFC. That'd be fantastic. And, and then, another, one, another one I was thinking is that, another one that I heard is also that Ross Barkley might be on his move to Tottenham possibly as well. I but can if, see that. But if he were to go, it'd actually be for a pay cut. Tottenham people are kind of upset because they haven't really bought anybody. But then again, if you're finishing, if you're finishing second in the EPL and only Kyle Walker left, I think... You're all right. all right for a ton yeah. of money. You could just send Yedlin again. You know, do that. Maybe. Yeah, that's, that's what I would do. So. Uh, Kolarov left to Roma for $5 million. I don't know if, if you guys didn't know that. Hopefully, you guys already did. Marko Arnautovic, a Stoke City boy, plays with uh, Jeff Cameron, went to West Ham as well. So, West Ham loading up. Obviously, Alvaro Morata at Chelsea again. All right, Chelsea, not Chelsea again, but at Chelsea after spending time all alone with Juventus and Real Madrid. Kurt Zuma got loaned out to Stoke City, if you guys didn't know that. So there's a ton of stuff going on. And that's just the beginning. That's just like essentially the top yeah. of the iceberg. If you didn't know Kareem Fry, who, who Kareem Fry is, he, I don't know if you remember Kareem Fry, the speedster from Fulham, uh-huh. the Turkish kid. I do remember him, yeah. Well, he was at Birmingham City. He just got loaned out to Istanbul. No, he didn't get loaned out. He got bought out. And then Leonardo Bonucci, the big one out of Italy, left Juventus to go play with Milan. Yeah, and there's a big rumor that Ashley Cole might be joining uh, Harry Redknapp at Birmingham City. Really? Yeah. So he said... He, well, Jale, Jale might be on his way out too, man. Yeah, well, it's not looking uh, too fantastic for those guys. But you know what? It's not the league. It's their personalities. You Truly. So? It's, it, yeah, they're, they're, they're complainers instead of doers. And then when they do Jesus. something, they... Whoa, 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 whoa. They're complainers instead of doers. Oh, shit. And then... They're the red card specialist. <laughs> Jolly did get a red card. If they can't control their temper, man, I mean, come on. Come on, dude. See, that's the, that's the thing. Here, you can get a stupid red card. No one's going to go and tell you they're going to chop your face off and your whole family. You go do that in Europe, that is the reality. So why would you do it here? It's different. In their minds. But it really shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. All right, well, before we wrap this up, guys, just a little quick. Unfortunate, but we, we do have to recognize the event is uh, our good... Well, not a good friend, but I hope just a huge. We're huge fans, and yeah. Chester Bennington passed away, committed suicide. Super heavy with heavy hearts. We we hope that everybody that listens to this podcast recognizes the greatness that Lincoln Park held. At least for me, yeah. I know you're a big fan. We've been Some, to a ton of shows. Yeah, something that uh, that you cannot argue uh, is that he is the rock voice of our generation. So when we were in middle school, in high school, school, even college, the one the one voice of rock music was Chester. We were able to enjoy a lot of his shows and his music, even though, again, you know, not necessarily relatable. He 
put his feelings out there, let us know what was going on in his head, and it essentially turned into poetry. And we were all, we, there's, there are always, you know, Linkin Park sayings or just lyrics that we can think of and that are very inspirational and that help us move forward. So it's very unfortunate that he wasn't able to deal with certain things correctly. We feel for his family and everyone he leaves behind and the rest of the band members. Uh, but we love Linkin Park. We hope they continue and uh, hopefully that they're able to handle this correctly. And the music just became a lot more special to all of us. Rest in peace, Chester. All righty. So that's the podcast for us. We leave you with Jordan Morris's Golasso that won the U.S. the Gold yeah. Cup. Thank you guys so much. We can't wait Thank to speak you to you again soon. Peace. Nasi's artist getting the cross in. Taylor knocked down. Morris! Uh, one second. Yes, yes. I remember.